Welcome to the latest episode of Women's Hockey Digest. I'm your host, Stephen Edwards, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Kimberly Sass and Stephanie Mock. First up is Kimberly Sass. Delighted to welcome to the podcast Kimberly Sass. Kimberly, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Great. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you on. It's another exciting edition of the podcast, and um, we've got yourself on to get to know you a little bit better. So let's start by finding out where you grew up and when did you first start playing hockey? I grew up in a suburb of Buffalo called East Amherst, New York. Um, I started playing hockey when I was seven years old. I first started playing for a girls team playing in a boys league. Uh, Then a few years after that, uh, we started playing against girls. Uh, I started playing goalie probably about halfway into the first season that I started playing. Uh, my father actually um, was a goalie, so that's probably why I I gravitated towards that position. Um, after after playing travel hockey, like in high school, I played for my boys' JV and varsity team, actually. Um, and then I committed to Colgate University um, for college. And here we are in the NWHL. Were there any teams or players you rooted for growing up? Were you like a Sabres fan being from the Buffalo area? Yes, I'd have to say um, I remember the day (laughs) the Buffalo Sabres versus Dallas Stars. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I remember all of my family members in the living room with our jerseys on, it's devastated at the outcome, but that was definitely um, a fine memory. <laughs> and um, Dominic Hasek was actually my neighbor, <laughs> which wow. is kind of funny. There's a funny story for anyone who lives in the UK around that game, because I remember it very, very well, um, game six. And um, I think if you mention to any Sabres fan the name Brett Hull, it doesn't tend to go down too well. Um <laughs> Over here, because obviously the time difference and everything else, um, the game went on quite late because it was a it went into overtime, and the TV station that showed the game over here decided to make a decision that they would actually cut off the end of the game and you wouldn't see the rest of that game live over here, which is completely unheard of. One of the few times I think it can ever happen that I ever remember it. So I had to find out from other sources the fact that that game had actually finished i remember seeing bumper stickers saying no goal <laughs> there's still <laughs> some bumper stickers today that say that it hasn't gone down too well and, and i can see why because it's not been the greatest span for for sabers fans but i mean you're coming through as a goalie and you you talk about obviously dominic hushek there for me hushek's right up there with patrick Waugh, martin brodeur as as the the best net minds of all time and he had a very different style to Wav and Brodeur he played very much like a, a European style right uh I would have to say that I admired Hasek um not exactly for his style but um I think just how aggressive he was in that um appealed to me um I would have to say I learned most from my father and Bob Mm. Janos. Uh, He was one of my goalie instructors growing up. 
Yeah, see, when I, when I think of Hussek as well, as like a mild manner guy compared with Patrick Wah, who I think is quite intense. Right. It's wonderful to see where you your, your role models are and then obviously taking on that journey, becoming a netminder, and obviously you touched on the fact that you went to Colgate University. What do you remember most about your time there? I think... I would have to say my fondest memory was making it to um, playoffs, ECAC playoffs, my freshman year. Um, it was a cool experience being so young and um, getting so far. Uh, and I actually won three awards that season. Um, so I had to do a little speech at the the banquet. Um, so it was a very fun time. So after Colgate, you, I mean, you're obviously in the NWHL now, but you had a bit of a gap between the time the NWHL started and the time you, and when you finished at Colgate. Did you think that your hockey career playing-wise had come to an end at that point? I did. Um, something that I touched on in an interview with Dan Rice, um, I, I feel as though universities could prepare you a little bit for um, careers in athletics coming to an end, um, in terms of like mentally your, uh, being prepared for that moment. So, um, I decided to pursue architecture after my, my senior year was over at Colgate. So I went right into things. Um, the, the options for playing at a high level were either to go to Europe um, or play bar league pretty much if you weren't a part of a national team. Yeah. And then I didn't think Europe was the, the smart decision in terms of my career. Architecture was like a three and a half year program if you didn't major in architecture for undergrad. So I decided to hop right into grad school. And of course, and when you joined the NWHL as a member of the Buffalo Buttes. How did that opportunity come about? I heard about the league um, pretty early on, and I decided this was something that I had to be a part of. Um, So I ended up driving to Connecticut for tryouts, um, and I think potentially one in Boston, and... Then I got an offer from Buffalo, which worked out because I was still attending my final year of grad school during um, the season. And halfway through the season, I graduated, uh, finished my thesis, and then I went right into a full-time job at an architecture firm in Buffalo while um, playoffs were happening. So it was a very busy time for me. We've had a lot of questions coming on Twitter, so let's let's jump into those. Brian Cases, take us through your decision to rejoin the league. Yeah, so I touched on it a little bit, but I so I played for the Buttes uh, 2015-16, and I had reached out to Chad my the second season to play, but the the goaltending positions were all locked, so I used that time to focus on my architecture career and just working at a firm um for this coming this season uh chad reached out to me 
later in the summer and it was kind of like an opportunity that I was waiting for in the back of my mind. Um, I felt like I had more to prove and I wasn't ready to retire. And I had a previous internship in New York City, so the move was fairly seamless, I would have to say. You mentioned Dan Rice there earlier on. Dan Rice actually sent in a question and says, how were you nervous before and during your first start of the year? It was a different feel compared to college, or at least the end of my Colgate career, um, where I secured a starting position um, pretty much every game. Um, so there were more nerves than usual, but they quickly subsided um, after warm-ups, I would say. And you got a win in your start back as well. Yes, that felt great. <laughs> <laughs> um, another question from Daisy Unlocked. He says, who's got the best shot on the Riveters? Can I do a tie? I'd have to you say a can. three-way tie oh. <laughs> <laughs> between Kelsey Colder, Russo, and Madison Packer. Three tremendous shooters right there, as we've seen already this season on the Riveters. Daisy Unlocked also says, do you, uh, Fitzgerald, Brian, and you do any fun goalie things together? So we live pretty far away from each other. Um, to do any fun things off the ice is kind of hard. Um, but at the rink, I would say my favorite activity would be cheering like an excessive amount when <laughs> either of us makes a save. Um, we try and out cheer the forwards <laughs> at practice because usually um, the defense cheer for us sometimes, but we like to try and out cheer the forwards. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, Wayne says it is National Girls and Women in Sports Day. That is today. I would like to hear Kim's thoughts on what sports have meant to her and what she loves most about hockey, especially. Sports has always been a way of escaping the day-to-day trials. Um, hockey specifically has taught and proved to me uh, from a young age that hard work really can take you far in life. Um, and the feel, uh, the feeling that I love the most about hockey is uh, probably like any other goalie, um, the feeling I get when I can help my teammates um, to meet their goals by making saves. <laughs> Jano asks, how are you doing with your fundraising goal? I'm up to like $600 or something, which is pretty amazing. Uh, these two fans set up a GoFundMe um, so that I'm able to purchase a new mask and get a, a riveter's paint job um, so I can keep my first season buffalo mask <laughs> um, for old time's sake. But um, the the mask will be made by Dom at Pro's Choice, and he does um, like custom molds of your head, actually. And he he's done a lot of like the college masks and a lot of pro pro hockey masks. Um, and then the paint job will be from David Arrigo and he's, he painted, um, quite a few of the first, the first year goalies masks. So if we can make the, the fundraising goal 
it should be interesting what I can come up with. I'm going to design a couple of options and have like a fan vote. So I look forward to that. That sounds excellent. I mean, whilst I would never want to be a hockey goalie, I'm always enthralled by the (laughs) the, uh, different masks that different netminders come up with because there are some fantastic designs out there. Yeah, that's one of one of my favorite things about um, goaltending equipment. Um, you kind of get to make your own statement and be your own person. So, Darren says, my son is a beginner goalie. Watches videos of male and female goalies for experience. Do you think career 2018 could be the year that women's hockey gets the respect it deserves? I'm excited to see the women's tournament more so than the men's. I think the, the women's team has like women's hockey in the Olympics has been gaining um, a tremendous amount of support over the years. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing how many, the number of viewers um, for each game coming up. And it's funny that they bring that up. Our teammate, Erica Lawler is going to be announcing for these games. Um, So I can't wait to listen to her input as well. For me, I'm, I'm interested in the tournament because I think the way that the last Olympic Games ended in that enthralling matchup between the USA and Canada. It's going to be interesting to see exactly what happens in this one. Do you have any thoughts around who might be the gold medalist this time around? I'm rooting for the USA. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully they get the gold. It's going to be fun again to see exactly what happens. We've had some very, very interesting matchups down the years between Canada and the USA. And of course, we can't write off anyone else as well. Another one from Daisy Unlocked who asks, What's your favorite thing about living in Brooklyn? Brooklyn has a lot of like local shops, um, which I like. It's like a, um, a quieter feel than Manhattan. Um, of course, water towers. I have a passion for water towers. Um, kind of a strange obsession of mine. Um, the graffiti and the art culture. I've never been to Brooklyn. I've the only parts of New York I've really been to is is Manhattan. But I I endeavour to go back out to New York again at some point and uh, check out some of the other parts as well. But Kimberly, I just want to thank you for joining me today. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and I'd like to wish you and the team all the best for the rest of the season because it's going to be an interesting run to those playoffs. Definitely. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Great stuff from Kimberly. Now time for Stephanie Mock. Delighted to welcome to the podcast, Stephanie Mock. Stephanie, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. It's uh, another week as we sit here and start chatting on the back end of the All-Star Weekend, which was absolutely phenomenal. But before we talk about what's coming up in the NWHL as well, let's get to know you a little bit better. So where did you grow up and when did you first start playing hockey? Um, I grew up in Cape Coral, Florida. Um, I started playing when I was about five. Um, I remember my older brother played, um, he was playing roller hockey and I always wanted to play and he, um, he asked my mom if he can get me some roller skates for my birthday for my, I think it was, it was my fourth birthday actually. And then I started playing when I was five. Yeah. So I started roller hockey and then switched over to ice, um, around seven. Did you find it much of an adjustment to, to go from roller hockey over to ice hockey? Um, mostly the stopping was hard. I mean, I, when you're such a little kid, I don't even remember it that much. I just remember learning how to stop was kind of a difficult process. But uh, when you're that little, it's um, it's pretty easy. You don't have a whole lot of weight to throw around. There's, there's quite a contingent 
of ladies from Florida on the Connecticut Whale. Is it almost like one of those things that if you're from Florida, you'd like to play professional hockey, you end up joining the Whale? I don't know how that happened. I, it, it is funny how that it turned out this year. We do have we have four players from Florida, and we all know each other from you know having played in the same area. Um, and you know, there's not a whole lot of uh, female hockey players in Florida, uh, but more pe- more than people would think. Um, I don't know how we all ended up on the same team. Honestly, <laughs> we were just kind of in the same area. <laughs> So when you were growing up, were there any particular players you enjoyed rooting for or a particular team that you enjoyed watching? Um, when I was growing up, my mom's family from Boston and my nana, my grandma, we called her nana, uh, lived right next door. And I remember her always um, wanting to watch the Bruins. So I'd sit with her and we'd watch the Bruins. And she had um, my mom print out a list of the players and would root them on from uh, her living room. <laughs> If you come from Boston, you, you've got to be a Bruins fan. That, that, that's like uh, one of those things that's written in stone. You can't be anything else. Exactly. Yes. But I recently um, lived in St. Louis for two years, and so I'm kind of a Blues fan. <laughs> ah, you see, being a Blues fan, and you've got to be a big Tarasenko fan. Tarasenko is a phenomenal player for the Blues. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> so let's talk about your college hockey career. You went to Yale. What did you make of there when you first saw it and what made you think that was a place for you um yeah I mean I visited a couple schools and I really felt um at home at Yale I don't know what it was you know you just kind of visit the schools and just really feel um more at home I actually had visited um in high school and I wasn't as much of a fan of it then and then I visited again got to know the team and the coaches and really got to see the facilities a little bit more and really fell in love with that with it um i really liked the size of the town it was big enough that there were a lot of stuff to do it wasn't too tiny but also not too overwhelming like um you know i think boston is a little bit can be a little overwhelming city to be in dave pendris asked about your uh yale time he said what was it like playing there it was awesome i really liked it um you know you can't get a better rink than than the whale um, we call it our, which is kind of funny. We call our rink the whale. Um, and now I play for the whale and we got to play there, um, when we played against team Korea, which was really fun. Um, and I actually ended up getting my first career goal. So I have our, our, um, a Yale puck saying, you know, first career goal with a Yale, which is kind of fun. Um, so it was fun being back there and, um, yeah, I mean, going to the school was great. It was a lot of great, um, opportunities to be had there so I really enjoyed myself and in between finishing at Yale and joining the Whale were you still involved in the game of hockey yeah I did a lot of stuff um so like I said I was in St. Louis um for the past two years I'm back in New Haven now but before that I was in St. Louis and I was involved with um I coached a beginners women's hockey team um which my wife actually played on and I also coached a college ACHA team um, it's the uh, Lindenwood Belleville uh, team. How did you find the adjustment from going from playing to coaching? It was it was it was weird. Um, every day on the ice, I would just wish I wish I'd had my gear. I wanted to strap it on and get out there with the girls. Um, but it was really fun, especially I really like the women's uh, beginners league because I think you know um, 
women's league, women's hockey is growing, but there aren't as many opportunities as there could be. And I think that they were really excited to have a female there uh, coaching them. And so I really enjoyed that experience and getting to teach them, you know, it was like very simple things, uh, but they were really excited about it. Um, and they had a lot of energy and there was like people ranging from, you know, 17 to 60 years old. So it was really fun. How did the opportunity with a whale come about? You know, I hadn't really thought a whole lot about it. And actually one of the girls who uh, played on that beginners team sort of sent me this, this sign up link for um, if you were interested in playing in any of these on any of the teams. And I kind of filled it out, not really thinking a whole lot of it. And then I got a call um, from Heather Lindstad about it. And so I was like, well, like, I guess I can really do this, you know? Mm. Uh, and I was going to be in New Haven anyways uh, for that year. So I thought I'd give it a try. And you're pleased with, with that decision? Yes, of course. I, I really enjoy enjoy playing. Um, it, it is a lot with my schedule because I am in grad school. Um, and it's a really tough program it's a really quick program um so like keeping up with academics and my workout schedule and getting to practice and games and stuff can be a lot sometimes but i'm really glad i did it david pentrius asks is playing for the whale what you expected it to be i wasn't really sure what to expect i hadn't um seen any games in person um and i, I mean i knew a couple of friends who were playing uh, but i had been sort of away from the East Coast for a little bit, and um, I wasn't sure what it was going to be like, but um, I've been uh, really happy with the team. The team dynamic is really great. I think we have one of the best team dynamics um, in the league, and I'm really enjoying my teammates, and our coaches are really great. Um, And, yeah, I think that the support from the community is really awesome, having all the people come out, and especially the youth players and the youth girls girls hockey teams is really fun to see he also follows that up with the uh, comment of with the number of quinnipiac players on the whale growing is it time for more bulldogs to join up to keep the rivalry balanced you know i think it is what are your thoughts on the whale season so far i think we had a kind of a rough start finding our gear and um figuring out you know everyone's place on a team and um but I think that, you know, I think we're hitting our stride right now, which is a perfect time to be hitting it, you know, right before before the end of the season and before playoffs. I think we're really feeling it um, and we're grooving and we're working hard. And I think that, um, you know, our best is yet to come. So I'm excited to see where we end up. And of course, this weekend, the Whale are playing the Riveters who are smarting from their defeat by the Buttes before the All-Star break. What are your thoughts on that game? Oh man, I'm so excited to play them. We've it's just been too many games that we, um, you know, we've been with them for, you know, the first period, and then we kind of like drop off and we let them take over. And then the next game we were with them to, for two periods, and then maybe we're with them for three periods, and then we just can't really pull through with that win. So I think it's our time right now. It's going to be a tremendous game as part of another weekend in the NWHL. Just such exciting action. Just one final question for you, just before I let you go. If you weren't a professional hockey player, what other sport would you have liked to have played professionally? That's a tough question. With all the Olympics on, and I only have so many options. But, you know, I, I've always wanted to play soccer. I've never actually played soccer, but I've always wanted to. 
I don't know if I'd want to go pro in that. I think, honestly, watching the Olympics, I would do snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> is that kind of like your guilty pleasure when the Olympics is on? Yeah, I'm. I, yeah, I love watching the snowboarding, especially the the men's gold. That was amazing. <laughs> I think for me, outside of the ice hockey, my guilty pleasure when it comes to the Winter Olympics is a biathlon. I think anytime you can combine cross country skiing and then having to shoot at various parts of a course, and if you don't make a shot, you then have to do a penalty lap. Hats off to the people that do that because cross country skiing is hard enough, but that's a tremendous sport to watch as well. And that's kind of like the one thing that I'll sit up to all hours in the morning to just try and watch that as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't gotten able to watch that yet, but that sounds pretty pretty uh, tough. <laughs> That's a tough sport. <laughs> it is a tough sport. And of course, the Winter Olympics are going on as we speak, and we've got, we've got Canada against the USA in the preliminary round of the Women's Hockey Tournament. How do you see that game going? Oh, man. I mean, it's such a great rivalry, and it's so exciting to see um all the girls out there and uh, i don't know we've, it's been a long time since we've won it and i think we're uh we're really we want to uh scratch that itch so i think that we're gonna really uh pull through it we've been looking pretty good so far um i'm excited to see it um the game and i'm sure it's gonna be really exciting i know i've been getting texts from family members who and friends who have never watched hockey before and they're very excited about the the women's hockey team and um they keep saying how great they look <laughs> gonna be a tremendous game but we have got the nwhl coming up this weekend as well two fantastic games once again but stephanie i'd like to thank you for joining me today it's been a pleasure talking to you and i'd like to wish you and the team all the best for the rest of the season as we head towards them important playoff games and the isabel cup thank you so much excellent stuff and stephanie And that just about wraps up today's episode. I'd like to thank today's guests for joining me on Women's Hockey Digest. Every week I'll be joined by players from the NWHL to discuss hockey and much more. But for now, I've been your host Stephen Elmich. You can find me on Twitter at TalkSportsStephen. You can find the podcast at Digest. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app. All the details are in the episode notes. But until next time, it's a good night from me.